Hello and welcome to today's edition of the Business Excellence Podcast. My name is Rail Bricker coming to you from Perth, Western Australia. And with me, as usual, my co-host from Brisbane, Australia, Lindsay Adams. Hello and welcome. For a value added extra, excellencepodcast.com has heaps of free resources for you to download. That is excellencepodcast.com. And today, our special guest is Alexandra Andre. Alexandra is a speaker, coach, and author of a book called The Power of Possibility, A Journey of Inspiration and Courage. And I am particularly inspired by this woman. Well, first of all, welcome, Alex. I'll shorten it. Is that okay if I shorten it? Absolutely. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you, Rail. Welcome. Welcome. Great to have you here. I'm, I was thoroughly inspired when I started reading this book. Um, I, I've done a bit of running myself. I've run a marathon. Uh, I've successfully buggered my feet now. I have nerve damage in my toes, so I've been advised not to run anymore. So I'm a walker now, but I'm just overawed with you completing an Ironman event uh, in what was it, 2015? Yeah, that's right, Lindsay. Thank you. Yes, 2015, the Melbourne Ironman. Just amazing. So um, what inspired you to write this book? I know there's a bit of a story behind it. Um, Yeah, what inspired you to write the book? Yeah, sure. Well, it was really, you know, on my journey, marathoning, doing Ironmans and launching my business, I've I've learned so much. And as I continue to learn more and more, I wondered if others knew the the little gold nuggets that I had come across along the way. So I really wrote the book to share what I'd learned in the hope that it might have some impact on others in terms of how it lands with them and really helping them live their journey. That's really why I wrote it, to, to share what I learned. So the thing which really struck me was um, uh, the, the amount of preparation and you, you write in the book about surrounding yourself with a team of support workers to make you ready to attempt this race. So let's step out of physical exercise now and step into the business world. Would you say that the same thing equates, that you've got to surround yourself with a team to be successful? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and I I attribute a lot of my success in marathoning and doing the Ironman to, you know, they're, they're solo sports essentially, and I guess business can feel like a solo kind of sport for want of better words at, at times, but it doesn't have to be. And you don't have to be an expert at everything. But if you surround yourself with the right team and recruit the experts that might help complement and add to what your capabilities and abilities are, then it can be a really powerful combination. You know, so I had nutritionist, I had physio, massage therapist, kinesiologist, a lot of different people, you know, on my team. And I think a big lesson I've learned is that recognizing what that team, the type of people you need on your team might be and recognizing that in advance proactively before it becomes more of a reactive sort of thing. So, yeah, I think I think team approach in terms of preparation is is absolutely key. And that's just it. We don't need to be the expert in everything, but if we can recruit and align with the right people, it can help us in different ways. It can be an incredibly powerful combination. Okay, so your book is called The Power of Possibility, okay? What about possibility? How many of us don't see the possibilities or see all the problems, not the possibilities? 
Great question, Rael, and I think it's a pretty topical one right now when uh, so many of us can feel very limited in the current environment, um, particularly, you know, I'm here in Melbourne, we've been in lockdown for a long time now, um, and around the world as well. And I think I think even as we go through life, you know, I look at my my son and he he doesn't know any limits whatsoever. You know, he's he has boundless boundaries almost, um, a very free, you know, free spirit. And I think we're all born with that sense of freedom and, and endless, infinite possibilities. And then as we go through life, I think that can change. And I think we can learn to believe we can't do certain things or, you know, that we're not capable of doing certain things. And I think the current environment really lends itself to assisting us in dialing up that limited belief. But what my book is about is really about, you know, there's this, I think there's this spectrum. It's almost like a spectrum of, you know, one end is living life through, you know, with limits and the other end is, is possibilities. And my book's really about encouraging people to, to live more of it up the possibility end of the spectrum because when we do that, we take on more, we achieve more, our journey becomes more, our life becomes more, and that flows to the people around us as well. So, so you, you ran your first marathon in 2008. Okay. That's right. And then, it, you know, seven years later, you ended up doing Ironman, right? But, but let me ask you, going back to the preparation in 2008, what, what a motivated you to run that marathon? And, and what did you do about that? You know, was it this drive of possibility or was that something that's materialized for you later? Yeah, sure. Possibility, the possibility side of things has materialized a lot further down the track in my journey. Um, but that first marathon, the reason I took it on really was, was almost a little bit of curiosity. And, and uh, the reason I signed up to it was a, a conversation with a friend. Um, I told him I'd signed up to do a half marathon. And he said to me, a half marathon is really just a half. You know, the full marathon's where it's at. You need to sign up to the full marathon. We'd had a few drinks. I thought there was a lot of logic to what he'd said. So I did. I signed, I committed to signing up to the full marathon. And I think often there's, there's a lot of, you know, a bit of Dutch courage. A lot of us have take on more when we do have that Dutch courage. And I will be forever grateful that I did because that opened me up to experience. You know, I did a lot of work to get to that first marathon um, and it really ignited that sense of possibility in me, in the, the concept that anything is possible. That gave me a real taste of possibility, but I then went on to learn so much more. You know, after that first marathon, I wanted to, um, to experience that again, and I then spent five years with every running injury under the sun um, trying to repeat that marathon experience, but it helped me find a different way, and I, I now have a different approach to exercising and to the marathons and Iron Man I've taken on since. So do you think then in terms of possibility, you know, there are business people I know and, and I've, I've run into walls myself thinking, you know, using the running analogy, you're a small business owner, you're a business owner and you run into a wall and you think, is this really worth it? Is this really worth it? How do you, how do you convince yourself to climb over that wall, bash that wall down, run, knock through that wall and get on and reach out for the, you know, what's possible? Yeah, sure. I think the key thing is around looking at, you know, what it is you're looking to achieve, the, the goal with your business or, or why you're doing your business to begin with is asking yourself or asking yourself that question, why am I doing this? What will achieving it mean to me? So if you have a big business goal, why does that matter? What's it all about? What's at the heart of it? 
And I relate that to any goal you take on. So if if your business goal and your business is fueled with a real sense of purpose and drive and motivation, that will help you continue on when it might be easier to stop. Um, you know, I dedicated my Ironman to a really good friend and that gave me an unrelenting drive towards achieving it. And I think the same can play out in a business sense. So if you're looking at your business more than beyond just making money and, and enabling a lifestyle, if it's about the impact your business can have and the lives it can affect and whatever else goes into the purpose of your business, that will that will give you the heart of the business and the the why. And I think staying really close to that and aligned to it can help fuel your motivation and drive to achieve and to do what you need to do to get there. And I guess the other aspect of that is if you keep knocking your head against, you know, the same wall, try a different one. <laughs> often, often, you know, like my running injuries, I kept trying to do the same approach five years, injury, 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 it wasn't working, found a new approach, achieved far more. So if something isn't working, I'd encourage people to rethink the approach they're taking and what's just just reset and, and try a different way and you might be surprised. And, again, bring that team of experts in. You might be surprised as to... Um, uh, you know, what solutions and what possibility is is beyond where you're currently at. So so you talk about a lot about big goals and you have a passion for these big goals, like to complete the Ironman, to complete a marathon, et cetera, okay? Um, but surely, you know, that's great having this big goal and the big vision, but, but how do you work with people to break that down into bite-sized chunks that they can actually manage you know how do you you what process do you have to get to the big goal by breaking you know by, by doing something with it yeah sure and I guess just on that point a big goal is all relative so for someone it might be an Ironman to someone else it could be running a kilometer or you know it could be launching a business it's all relative so whatever a big goal means to to you um and in terms of the process I take people through you as you picked up on rail that's a perfect sort of first step is to break it down. So often a big goal can feel far too daunting in its whole, you know, right from day one. But actually if you just break it down and work towards um, smaller milestones along the way, um, it can feel far more achievable, far more digestible. And it can also help you celebrate the progress the progress you're making along the way as well. Um, so the three sort of phases I look at is one is preparation for the goal. So getting you as ready as possible to take on and achieve that goal, then the goal itself. And then I think the reflection and recovery aspect afterwards is key as well. Um, and something a lot of us don't do often enough, particularly in, you know, in the business business world where we're just, you know, go, 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 you know, achieve something, all right, push through to the next thing, taking time to stop, reflect, appreciate, you know, and learn and then move on to the next thing. I think that's absolutely key, particularly in the current environment as well. So, yeah, there's quite a bit that goes into taking on a big goal. But as I say, those big goals are all very relative um, to to each of us and, yeah, respecting that as well. So do you think that um, there's a difference between a big goal and a small goal? Is, is, it, is it the same process for both? It can be, absolutely. And I guess the extent to which you might do prep um, you know, your preparation could be less for a smaller goal. The reason I love big goals is that I think we can learn so much about ourselves by taking on something that feels so 
much of a stretch and out of our reach. And it almost, for me anyway, it summons all this energy into what it is I'm doing, gives me such focus and drive and helps me, yeah, achieve. So absolutely, not every goal has to be a big goal, but I think there is such benefit in taking on some big goals and giving it a good good crack towards achieving them. So my, one of my running coaches and I, and, and I shared the story that I, I never got to run the marathon because I had two cardiac stents. But one of my running coaches always told me the story about running up a mountain and not looking at the top of the mountain, but looking at your feet. And so, so how do we use, and, and then, you know, as you said, you know, you watch your feet, you watch your feet, you watch your feet, suddenly you're at the top of the mountain. You know, in, in a business sense, I, I often have this conversation with people because I want to achieve 5 million in sales, but they haven't got to the first 100,000 yet. How do you work with them? How do you you get them to look at their feet, not at the top of the mountain? Yeah, great perspective, Rail, and that's brilliant advice. And I often do that when I'm running as well. If it's feeling a bit hard, just looking at each step, you know, and just focusing on that. And I think the other thing that does is that it helps bring you into the present as well, the here and now versus the, you know, the beyond sort of future distance. Um, so how do you do that? That's a really good question. I think it's probably different ways for everyone, but um, celebrating celebrating the success that you're having along the way and recognizing and acknowledging those little wins you're having, yeah, along the way um, towards that big goal. So I think acknowledging and appreciating them is is key. And I think the other the other thing is really taking time to pause and reset as well. I think that. That sort of really helps, um, and also looking, looking, looking behind you, um, which I guess is what you know. Stopping to celebrate those little milestones um, is about as well. But I think, yeah, I think that 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 perspective on acknowledging and appreciating those little the little progress you're making along the way and how that contributes to that bigger goal. But I think that's a great great analogy and a really good really good piece of advice. So what stops people from achieving? What holds them back? I mean, you know, we all we all have goals or aspirations. Some people make it and some don't. What, what, what do you think that is? Sure. Well, I think the first thing is really holding ourselves back. I think a lot of us are holding ourselves back and that's what this lens of possibility is all about. So to achieve, you need to sign up in the first place and commit to big goals. And I think if you live life with a bit of a limited mindset, you're not thinking about those big goals. So you're not, you know, they're not really in your world. So therefore you're not signing up to them. So I think that's, I think for a lot of us, that's a key thing in terms of denying ourselves the chance to try. That's, that's number one. And I think, um, I think fear, you know, fear of failure is a big one as well. And not having the courage to, yeah, courage to sign up. And I think then it's also the approach that we're taking often. One thing that I learned in all my achievements, which can apply to any type of goal, business goal included, is taking a holistic approach. So not just looking at, you know, you've got your mental, physical, emotional and spiritual aspects of, um, of yourself and there I liken them to resources and capabilities you can draw upon. And I think often... You know, in the sporting world, we we just look at the physical side of things and and focus on that. In the business world, it can often just be the mental. You know, we're 
we're really much using our very much using our mind in achieving those sort of goals. But what if we what if we um, drew on some of those other capabilities and resources? Because if we focus just on one, I, I liken it to almost leaving three quarters of the team on the bench. But if we can draw on a holistic approach to taking on our goals, then I think that gives us a far greater chance of success as well. So, so in your book, you talked about you you signed on the dotted line. You waited waited for the you know the enrolments to open. You had, I think you said you had two browsers open at the time. That just cracked me up. Um, you committed your money, uh, and then you started telling people strategically. And I thought that was really interesting. And um, and I wonder is is this something that we as business people should be doing? And that is telling other people what our goals are, what our big, hairy, audacious goals are, because then we have to make a commitment to actually achieve them. Do you reckon that is a contributing factor in in achieving the big goal? Absolutely. And as I shared in my book as well, once I started telling people about it, it became more real. So there's one aspect to it is absolutely signing up and and committing to it. But once you start vocalising it and telling people about it, you're actually hearing that back at the same time. So I think Ah. it becomes... Yeah, it becomes more real and I think it helps you ground in that goal and you, you know, in your vibration really feeling that goal as well. And the other possible silver lining to that is that, you know, who knows who can help you? So there could be people you're sharing your goal with that would love to be on your team to help you and, you know, they they won't be able to do that otherwise. So sharing our goals and allowing others to, to have bind and help us along the way, um, that really opens that opportunity as well. So Absolutely, sharing our goals, I think, is a brilliant, brilliant way to go. And it could, who knows, who knows who it's also inspiring to take on their version of that goal as well. Well, you mentioned something early on about that marathon running, that uh, triathlons or, or Ironman level are all individual sports. But by sharing your goals, did you take along accountability partners who held you accountable? And how important was that in preparing for marathon or, or Ironman? Yeah, absolutely. And it probably wasn't necessarily accountability, but it was people that had a vested interest in what I was doing and why. And it almost felt like, you know, if I didn't achieve it, I'd be letting them down. And that can create a little bit of pressure as well. So you need to look at it in a healthy way. But absolutely, Rael, Um yeah, sharing that goal and having others, allowing others to be on that journey with you, it's incredibly powerful and incredibly heartening as well. For my Ironman, I raised a bunch of money for um, for the Myeloma Australia Foundation, which was what my friend sadly passed away from. And I had people sponsoring me who had never met my friend before. And I had friends of his who were sponsoring me who I'd never met before. So it allows so many people to come together and connect and support each other that might not happen otherwise. So I think that's it's incredibly powerful and sharing our goals enables others to come on that journey with us. And often we just need to give them permission to do that. So in in sporting in the sporting arena, I mean, with the, the we've seen the Olympics just recently. Pretty much every every sports person had a coach at some, and some of them had two or three or more coaches. And and I know you had a coach uh, during your preparation. Let's step into the business world now. I mean, business coaching has been around for a long time now. How critical do you think it is to have one, two, or more coaches? 
absolutely in, key in your business that I'm talking. Yeah, sure. I think it's it's absolutely key. And ultimately, you might aim to outgrow your coach, you know, learn what you can from them and then, you know, be at the next level that you need another coach at a different level. So, yeah, I think having that, having that coach, whatever it is, whether it's business, sport, having a coach to help you on the sidelines and advise and guide you, I think is incredibly, incredibly helpful. So, yeah, I think it's, it's absolutely essential to, um, to have, a, have a coach, definitely, Lindsay. Well, and I'm going to ask, how how do people become coachable, okay? Um, because if you're not coachable, you can have the best coach in the world and you're not going to do anything. Yeah, sure. I think there's probably two things on that I'd say is, yeah, don't just have a coach for the sake of it. Have a coach because you actually want someone to help and support and guide you. And the other thing is, having a coach that you really feel aligned to. So someone that you can trust, you're on the same wavelength, you value their advice and expertise. I think often, you know, not all of us get along and align with everyone and that's okay. That's the way the world goes around. We're all different. But I think if you can find a coach that you really feel aligned to and you respect and look up to them and are eagerly looking for their support, I think naturally you become coachable. So Perhaps if you are feeling in a coaching relationship, you're not open and feeling coachable, I'd ask yourself if this person is the right fit for me right now. And likewise, if you're a coach, you need to be able to to coach and feel that you're aligned to that person and you can help them. And I think also just being open to, you know, not every relationship might, you know, be sustainable long-term and that's okay. And I think being open and honest and transparent around that is probably a good idea as well. Alex, unlike uh, competing in an Ironman event, which I believe took you 12 hours to complete, sadly, our time is done. We're over the finish line. Um, should our, uh, our listeners want to get in touch with you, maybe to book you to speak at their conference or, or do some coaching with them, or maybe just to get a copy of your book, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Yeah, sure. The best spot would be my website. It's www.alexandraandre.com. And they can uh, connect with me there, subscribe and check out some of the things I'm doing as well as look into some of the things you've mentioned, um, Lindsay. And absolutely, I'd love to send them a signed copy of my book if anyone's keen to, uh, to read about my journey and what I've taken from it. It's a great read. Thanks, Alex, for coming along today. Thank you, Alex, for, for joining Lindsay Adams and myself on the Business Excellence Podcast today. And thank you... To our listeners and a reminder that if you pop along to www.excellencepodcast.com, there are a number of free downloadable resources to help you on your journey to excellence in business and in life.